Hello and welcome to Inkhouse, Inkhouse's new podcast that delves into the trending issues shaping the world of public relations. Hi and welcome back to another edition of the Inkhouse podcast, Inkcast. And today I'm joined by Tina Cassidy, our Executive Vice President and Chief Content Officer. And we're here today to talk about businesses doing good in their worlds. And the reason why we're talking about this is prompted by a recent event that really stuck out to me. There was a story in the New York Times that broke a week or two ago about BlackRock's CEO sending a letter to his uh, lead investors informing them that they need to do more than make profits. They need to contribute to society as well. And this is something that we used to call in the PR world CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility. But to me and to you, it's, it's more, of a, more than a call to action to just do good in society. There's, there's just so much going on in the universe right now. Mm-hmm. The world is tumultuous and it feels like we're in a new age. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk with you about your perspective on this and, and why it matters now. Yes, well, thanks, Sam. I'm delighted to do this today. The Larry Fink letter was really interesting. I feel like it was a, a, an important cultural moment. Mm-hmm. At Inkhouse, over the last year, you know, we've been talking a lot about how businesses are now bearing so much more of the burden and the opportunity for what's happening in the world. Employees are demanding that businesses behave a certain way, that they represent their values, and consumers are, are doing the same thing. Right. And so while companies have often used corporate social responsibility programs as a way to get their brand out there and become more respected. We're now starting to see a shift where businesses are saying, you know, we need to own an issue. And owning an issue, I think, no longer means writing a check. Right. And so that's what CSR has really devolved into it's in been so many ways. philanthropy, kind of like a checkbox. Yes. We do good by, by writing checks. Exactly. And while it's also important for companies to lend their voice to an issue, I mm-hmm. think that that is also no longer enough. I mean, that's essentially what Larry Fink was saying in his letter. Um, but we also saw in the news this week a really interesting announcement mm-hmm. with um, Google, J.P. Morgan, and Berkshire Hathaway also right. announcing that they were going to team up to solve health care costs for their employees and so there again you know businesses are filling a void whether it's you know the government isn't moving on an issue you know businesses are saying hey we still have to fix this so that you wouldn't look at that and say that is corporate social responsibility in the communications and PR kind of way that Mm -hmm. we think about it but it actually is and of course that's an extreme example of, of what companies are doing these days but I think there's a lot of other opportunity in between and that's what you know we're really interested in and working on here at Inkhouse. So I've seen it described as as purpose-driven PR. Can you sort of explain more about what that means and its intention? Exactly. Well, we have a practice here at Inkhouse called Good Ink, Mm -hmm. and the idea is to help companies develop a strategy about how to participate, how to engage. Um, They might have a point of view or an issue they want to solve, but they really don't know how to go about it in a way that is meaningful, in a way that they can communicate it and help them engage with their employees or their customers in in new ways. And so, you know, that really requires a new set of strategies. Mm -hmm. It's not just about writing op-eds or showing up and giving a talk, um, even if it's on the TED stage. You know, it's about developing meaningful partnerships and 
you know, deciding if you're going to testify on a subject or push a new piece of legislation. You know, it's really about broadening the typical tactics that you would use for a CSR program. And and is it something that sort of starts and stops with the C-suite or is it something that can, uh, you know, be much more pervasive throughout an organization? Well, I think it needs to, in order to be successful, it needs to be much more pervasive, not just within the organization, but also outside as well. I mean, employees can often be the primary audience for mm. purpose-driven a program. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, millennials care an awful lot today about working for a company that right. aligns with their beliefs, their values, the way they want the world to be, you know, whether that's, you know, more environmentally friendly, or even if it's mm. just about more work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And so if a company isn't going to behave the way they want them to, they're just not going to work there. And we're now in a talent war as well. Correct. You know, sort of very low unemployment. And so, you know, I think it's a real opportunity for businesses. And the backdrop being that trust we oh, talked yes. about as being is like the new theme for PR, the new mandate for companies. Right. How does this play into that whole sort of dilemma? Great question. I think where this plays in is that you are actually putting your money where your mouth is. You're mm. not just talking about a problem or showing up to say something great or writing you know, a byline. It means that you are actually taking action to make meaningful change. Mm. And I think the seeing the action is what people are going to get, is, what, is how people are going to really believe that you mean it. Yeah, it's a, as you said, it's putting your money where your mouth is. Exactly. It's not just lip service. Totally. That's fantastic. Well, I'm totally excited for, for Good Inc. and for doing good in the world. Me so, too. Uh, so kudos to you for, for <laughs> taking the charge and leading it. Thanks, Sam. And that was Incast with Samantha McGarry. Thanks for listening.